saddle longer and in total comfort no matter your butt or budget. Everybody, welcome back to Five Dirty Bikers Podcast. Coming at you on another Monday, and we have on some special guests from across the pond. We have on from the Dad and Mad YouTube channel. We have John and Maddie on. Thank you guys. It's nice seeing you guys. Thank you for having us on. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's we're, good to see you guys again. Oh. We're excited to have you guys on because we have um, quite a few listeners that actually ask all the time how how we or other people deal with having kids with motorcycles because everyone has a different kind of view on how to handle it. So mm-hmm. yeah, very excited to have you guys here. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for, thanks for inviting us on. Yeah. We couldn't do it without you. I mean, everybody's been, been actually the guys here have been hounding to about getting this thing done. And I kept saying, look, you can't, we can't do this episode without young Maddie here to give us the expertise from her perspective on how you should get your kids into riding and the things that you should do to make sure that they're successful. So we really yeah. appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So My let's, kids are uh, idiots and they're too old, so we couldn't bring them on. <laughs> <laughs> they're too busy with football. Yeah. So I'm a little bit newer to your guys' channel. So for anyone else that's out there that hasn't heard of you guys, how long have you been riding together? Four years. Well, Maddie's, Maddie's 10 now, and her first ride with me went, was when she was five years yeah. old. So pushing five years now. Yeah. Half your life. Yeah. Yeah, already. It's crazy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's crazy <laughs> to think about. Do you remember mm. the first few few rides you took, Maddie? Well, I remember a couple when I was seven, but I can't remember before that. I guess the videos help. That's the whole. I guess that's the whole point of why I, why I started recording them, and so that we can look back on them together in years to come. That's very cool. Right. Well, not, tell us awesome a little way. bit about that. Why, how did you start the channel, and and tell people how to find you, and yeah, you know, what so, you've got up there. Um, it, do, do you want to go ahead with your what, your recollection? I think it was this. Go on. That, like you can. I'll correct you if you if yeah. with any discrepancies. So, <laughs> I think you got a bike. Mm-hmm. Can't remember what was before that, but you got a bike, and then I wanted to, you know, go on the back. Mm-hmm. So you got me the gear and adjusted the pegs just just a little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> we, um, I got on the back of the bike and we rid up and down the street a bit. Correct. My mum was filming it on our phone. Mm-hmm. And what did we put it on? Was it, um, uh, I think we just put it on like Facebook on our own yeah. socials at the time. Yeah. So I'd, I, I've been riding, I've been riding for, 13-ish years now. So Maddie, ever since she was a baby, she's grown up with me on a motorcycle. And, there's, you know, she's always seen me leave and come back on the bike and stuff like that. And then, you know, we always said when she was old enough, if she wanted to, then she could jump on the back. Um, so then as soon as she was old enough and long enough to reach the foot pegs, which I kind of cheated a little bit on. Yeah. Um, but we jumped. she jumped on the back of the, the bike and I started putting pictures up, of course, and I thought, wouldn't it be nice if I had like a just somewhere to put 
just the photos of us riding together on. So I created a, an Instagram profile just for us. And even before the bike thing, we called ourselves Daddy and Maddie. <laughs> so then that got shortened. As she started calling me Dad instead of Daddy, then it became Dad and Mad. Um, and then a friend of ours recorded us, and I, the video was too long for our Instagram. So, so we put it on YouTube. We created a YouTube channel. Yeah. And then and that's where it started. Slowly got more cameras and drone and three six. I've got the into camera the, rabbit hole. Yeah, that I've gone down that rabbit hole completely. <laughs> and Maddie's just doing doing her thing, but it's the idea generally is for us to just record those memories together to look back on, basically. And, and you can and find mom that rides up. too, though, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Mom herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you, you have all the support in the world right there under your roof for you to be yeah. introduced to this because that's that's not always the case for every family. You know, some mm-hmm. some people give it up when they have kids and they never ride again. Some wait till after the kids are grown. Some wait till like me when your youngest turns one. But no, that's it's to get introduced to it right from the family perspective right away. You know, it's like it's part of your life. It's not something that becomes part of your life. It's already there. Mm-hmm. Well, who who started riding first, though? Was Maddie riding before mom or was mom riding before Maddie? No, uh, Soph was riding before that. So Soph got her CBT. So I think she always, Soph kind of always wanted to and she had it in her mind's eye that she wanted to ride at some point. And then a friend of ours, um, one of a few friends that died young, so it quite, kind of sort of inspired Soph to, to just get it done and just go for it at that point in her life. So she went and did a CBT, which is your compulsory basic training over here, which gives you, it lasts for two years. You just go out for one day. And if you're not stupidly dangerous, you get a certificate that says you can ride anything up to a 125. So she had that and she had a a 125 uh, Honda Shadow, like a little cruiser 125. Um, And so it was on that the first time that I rode with Matt. So we rode up and down the street, and then when she was comfortable with that, we rode around the block. And then when she was comfortable with that, so jumped on her 125, and we rode together on that, on that same day, um, just for a few miles, just back and forth. So, yeah, wow. so was only a little bit before Maddie, but not by much. So were both of you, I mean, was there any discussion when Maddie started expressing interest between the two of you with that? I don't know, were you both aligned that, yeah, you, you thought it was a good thing for her to, to do that, or...? Did that take some working through? I think me and Soph were always on the same the same page with it. Um, the, the key factors were us, for us were that we could communicate with each other. So we've always had headsets from the from the beginning. We've had the Cardo headsets. I had one on my own anyway before I, before anyone anyone was riding with me just for the commute. So we've got extra ones of those so that Maddie can say if she wants to slow down, if she wants to go faster, which is usually the case. Or if she needs a toilet or if she's uncomfortable, if she wants to stop, then it's her call. You know, we do, we follow her lead. Uh, So that was important. Safety, obviously, is important. So we got the belt with the handles. We got the gear. There was no Dr. Hammond from Jurassic Park, no expense spared. Put all the money on the gear. And and that was was really important. And, And then I think that was it, really, just safety communication and that mad wanted to do it you know there's no point forcing them on the back of the bike same with anybody so so does anybody know the actual laws 
uh, how big the child needs to be to put on the back of the bike because Got I mean here, in the, yeah, because I mean here in the states, the kid's got to weigh two hundred pounds and be eighteen to get out of a car seat. That's true. Yeah, they've changed those laws so many times. Mm -hmm. I've never looked into it because I myself don't have kids, so I'll look into it again. Yeah, because we have a similar state by state. But but Mm -hmm. I think in general they have to reach the pegs, right? And that's what I've always heard. Mm -hmm. There's no weight limit or anything like that. No, no, not that I know of. Yeah, in the UK. You've got to wear a helmet in the UK, and you've got to be able to reach foot pegs. That's, That's it. it. Now, That's can it. you modify so, those foot pegs? Oh, yeah, 100%. So, okay. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you, you <laughs> imagine imagine like right? a baby of zero on the back of the bike, just <laughs> I, being like... I, I think I saw a video where you were talking about that a couple of years ago, how you raised the, the pegs on the bike yeah. for her. So we, um, I acquired some, um, some Kuriakin extensions, and they pivot as well. So you attach them to where the the, the standard foot peg sort of, you know, on the, the, the hinge kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You put it on there and then you attach the peg bit to the other end. And it's kind of like a an angled dog bone. It's like a Z shape or something. And you can choose what angle that is, whether it's like, you know, uh, straight up or angled towards the back if they've got short, super short legs. Do those have the splines in them to where you can adjust them? Yeah. Like clockwise. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I have some of the, I run some of their oh, stuff. Wow. It's good stuff. Can, like can you head. send the, the links to those products over to the, to Tony? He, uh, he might be able to use those. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you all are just got jokes here on a Sunday, don't you? <laughs> just... we're, we're still sharp for Sunday. All <laughs> uh, <laughs> jokes. I don't seem to be getting these jokes. And some of them going over your head. Yeah. It's like, I think the same time. Tony's uh, probably a little shorter than mom. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) He's very impish and whimsical. (laughs) But he's a heck of a man. So, John, here's a question. I know when when I started riding with with kids, Mm -hmm. one of the things you have to deal with is opinions of other people where they're Mm going to say, oh, you're, you know, you're going to leave your wife or whoever or your significant other with, you know, with two kids, you're going to get hurt. You're going to die. And, and, and that's, I mean, I, I don't think that's activity. very, yeah. No, well, this is what you hear. And you have to deal with this sometimes when you have kids, when you ride and people uh-huh. are trying to talk you out of it, but I mean, it's your decision. You're the adult, you know, what's good for you and you know, what's good for your family. So if you had to deal with, especially <clears> at the get go, any of that negativity from people to, that tried to hinder you away from riding. Surprisingly, I was I was expecting it on YouTube, you know, in the yeah. comment section at least, but not as yet. I mean, I've said it now, so probably will. But, um, you you not, opened up the gate now; it's all over. <laughs> jinxed it now, but no, no negative comments um, so far. No, I mean the grandparents. I mean, mom, my mom, as any mom would, they would be about their their kids, let alone their grandkids. So of course, right, you know. I'm sure that, that that was a concern when we first said, oh, Maddie's jumping on the back of the bike with us. But I think they trust it's no, they trust that I ride responsibly and I ride even more responsibly with Mad on the back, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I take, obviously, take more calculated risks when I'm riding solo, as, as I'm sure everybody does to yes. a degree. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas when Maddie's on the back, I'll do everything in my power to to negate any risk as much as possible. Yes. 
Um, and I think the grandparents trust us with that. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. No negativity, really. Not that I'm aware of, not not to my face anyway. <laughs> yeah, most most of the time, you know, people are quick quicker to do it on, on the Internet than they'll say to your face. But, you know, yeah. it's good. It's good you have that support because it, it took a little while, like, for my family to, you know, fully trust me just riding by myself. And eventually I want to take the boys, whether one of them doesn't or just one of them does, out on a ride here soon because they're both they're, they're getting taller and they want to ride so maybe we'll just start doing some little skimps around the neighborhood and maybe over to grandma grapples across town and if if they want to if they want to do it great if they don't you know that's fine it's that's uh it. it's really up to that it's really up to the to you know to the child whether they want to ride yeah. or not um, can i just say that if any kids are gonna watch this if you wouldn't say it to someone's face, then don't say it online. Life lesson, kids. Bingo. <laughs> nice. I like it. Wow. I like that a lot. Wow. Wow. You are probably the most mature person on this podcast right now. So <laughs> I know she's amazing. <laughs> so, Maddie, what uh, uh, what did you find was the most challenging thing when you started riding, and maybe how did your how did Dad help you deal with that? Do you think of anything? I remember way back when you were a child. I think if 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 Mad wants to have a think on that one, if I could chime in, I think I don't know if she remembers, but when we first got all the gear, um, and we, we were about to get on the bike, that was the other most important thing is that Mad was old enough. It's not just whether she could reach the footbags. The communication was key, like I said, but also that she was mature enough, talking about maturity to understand instruction and understand the dangers and understand that she needs to listen and, and, and that she needs to communicate with me. She can't be, you know, not concentrating as I'm going down the road, letting go of the, the belt, you know, she needed to be sensible enough to understand what I'm telling her and follow all the safety advice. So that was a big thing as well for us, that she was understood the risks and what we were doing as well. Was it yeah. tricky finding gear as well? I would think. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Me as a kid, I was really picky about clothing, and no. I can't imagine, uh, like having to try on the different gear. It's it's hard enough as an adult to find a helmet that fits. It, I mean, it's it was mostly the gloves were always too long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it's a rarity, isn't it? A lot of kids that are five, they generally don't ride pillion. They generally ride motocross, if anything, and that's what you find a lot of when you look for kids' motorcycle gear. Is. Dirt, dirt bike gear, motocross gear, that kind of stuff. So we were kind of limited on, yeah. we, literally we bought the only things that we could find at the time when she was five. And even that was rolled up at the ankles and Velcroed yeah. up at the, <laughs> at, at, on the arms and stuff. Um, but now, I think a couple of years later, we found some Kevlar jeans that Maddie wears in the summer and a leather jacket. Because at Very first cool. all we found was like waterproof textile gear. And then in the summer, that would be hot. Yeah. So, and we found some better gloves now, and obviously Maddie's growing, so I don't think the options are opening up too much. But we definitely found more gear now than we did when she was five years old. Yeah. Can you recommend any sites or places where people could shop for their kids that might be looking for gear? What was that place? JNS. So yeah. That, but that I think they only exist in the UK. So if there's any UK listeners, then JNS is a good store. But in terms okay. of brands, I would say, uh, is it Fury, Fury, Fury again, Fury Gen? They're French, I think they're French maybe. 
they got like a panther or like a big cat as a logo. Uh, they do some gloves that are really good. Yes. Kids gloves. Um, I think okay. bullet jeans again. Again, I don't know if all these are available in the States, but uh, I think bullet jeans did some jeans for kids, <clears throat> but they were really good. Um, I'll look and around and then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, helmet wise, I think Maddie had a HJC um, and a motocross helmet is a, well, her dirt, the one that she wears on the electric dirt bike. That's a HJC. And nowadays she's wearing a, a rear rock. Uh, which <laughs> taking over, <laughs> taking over. Sorry, Tom. Uh, the rear up, yeah. <laughs> so the extra small, I think it's the extra small or the extra extra small. Basically, it, it fits. It fits mad. No, really I well, add so. medium. I like. Are you the, a medium? I wow. add the, I add the, the small, medium. She's got a big head, like a dad. So. <laughs> <laughs> and so, it was actually woman size helmet. There you go. Your dad has a lot of bikes there. Which, what's your favorite one to ride, and why is that the road glide? Um, <laughs> yeah, you know it's the road glide. Um, <laughs> well, the road glide is really comfy because uh, he bought like um, – It's made for old people, Maddie. That's the reason it's comfy. <laughs> <laughs> the seat's got like gel in, and it's so very comfy. Well, you got a little throne there on the back. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. very much so. And it has speakers, which is like. Do so you like listening don't. to music when you ride? We don't use it too often. We don't do we? use it that much, but it's like an extra if you want to. If, yeah. if the road's too narrow for me to um, filter, lane split, whatever you want to call it, um, then then I might turn up the stereo and see what's on. Uh, but usually, if we're if we're out together, we're recording. So generally, the music's down down low, just in case Mad comes out with a little gem that I can chuck in the video. Yes. So that's actually a question I had for you, because uh, I, you know, I, I we were talking before the show. I, I I'm over in the UK a bit, um, and I've been I've been thinking recently since I got the Road Glide. How the heck do you lane split or filter? In in the UK, because the roads are so small. I mean, is that a yeah. is that a challenge? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I thought oh, that's that's filtering done for me. Now I've got a road glide, but surprisingly, the first the first journey I took I, I took it on. I went road to Brecon in Wales, and uh, I was following a guy called Dan uh, Dan Omoto. He I went down to see him, and he sort of started filtering. And I thought, oh, what's he doing? Like, come on, does he not know I'm on this new road glide that I've just <laughs> bought? Um, so I just I, and I went and followed him, and and I got through it all right. And I was like, oh, this is not so bad. Was that? time that he went to Wales just to get donuts. I mean, yeah, he rode to Wales just to get donuts. That's and, and it. And to see Dano as well. Of just course, because he, he has a motorcycle. You'll do this too when you get older. You'll, you'll yeah. go places just because it's a chance to ride your bike. Ryan yeah. went 500 miles for tacos. Yeah. That's a long yeah. ways. Then he, then he went back home. I've rode to the coast of Wales just for a bag of chips and then rode back. It's just what Heck you yeah. do. Yeah. 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 Sounds like they're maybe pretty I'll good go, chips. Maybe. Yeah. And by chips, he means French fries. I know. <laughs> that is true. Well, <laughs> Let's not get into this. This is a deep conversation. <laughs> well, like, we don't want to spend an hour. Is it hour. a chicken sandwich or a chicken burger? I don't know. Let's... We don't want to have an hour conversation about French fries and chicken nuggets and chips and whatever you want to call it. But do you like chips? Um, uh, which Potato ones? Potato chips. 
Um, well, she's facing um, which ones? Crisps. Do we like crisps? <laughs> yeah. We like crisps. Yeah. Oh, do you like Fortnum and Mason cookies? The uh, hell is we, that, Percy? Are, are you serious? <laughs> Has Maddie not had Fortnum and Mason biscuits? Does that make them? Are you talking about American stuff or English stuff? Because I never uh, know. English, we, English stuff. Really? It's the it's the biscuits sure? for the the Queen. No, they make never the, tried. Uh, she ain't eating them anymore. Oh. Oh, okay. So too soon, I, Dustin. So when I when I come well, when I come I over in a few weeks, you send me what what your favorite candy is from the U.S. I'll bring that, and I always go and fill up my my carry on bag full of Fortnum Mason biscuits from their store downtown in London. So I'll get you a, a ten, and then uh, you can try those. Well, can okay. you not get a Reese's across the pond? Oh, we get Reese's, yeah. They're, they've completely, yeah. they're like embedded now. There is, yeah. That's taking over. <laughs> they're, they're so good. Reese's and Starbucks. But they were an American thing. Like they were hard to get at one point and they were overpriced because they were American. But now they're just in every supermarket. Everywhere. Yeah. That's a fine piece of American candy there. It's all it like. is. Good. I've just been <laughs> yesterday. I've got a few in the cupboard right now. It's so yeah, a fine piece of candy. Tony, you ever bought a Hershey's bar and just dipped it straight in the Reese's peanut butter? You could be getting the jar. I, I dip it in Jeff peanut butter. I'm not oh, a big fan of Hershey's chocolate. I'll be honest. It's not. It's not. No. My, yeah, really? it's not. Our you know, it's like the a standard lot of people here. aren't. You know that didn't grow up eating it. I guess. But I love it. I prefer Cadbury. Cadbury's is the one. Well, we live just Cadbury's a few miles away from the, the Cadbury, where Cadbury's originated from. Um. Oh wow. Can you smell it? Yeah, when you go yeah. near the factory, you can smell mm. it. Yeah. Do you like? Have you ever done like the chocolate straw with like coffee or hot chocolate or tea or whatever you drink? No, but that sounds chocolate wonderful. So, you so get basically, you get, um, you get um, a, a biscuit covered in chocolate. So like a chocolate bar with Twix a, would be a good example. Yeah. So, example, if you had a Twix, you'd bite a corner off and then you'd bite the opposite corner off on the other side. You'd put it in any hot drink and then you'd... That's genius. I know exactly where you're going with this. And it would would melt and then you'd eat it really quickly and it's so good. No, I'll have to try that. I'll have to try it. I'm going to go try that as soon as we get done. (laughs) Yeah, might have to. I got some Kit Kats downstairs. Kit Kats are amazing with coffee. Yeah. Kit Kats, Kit Kats I've never make had a great them with coffee. Sport. You're talking about, I mean, a Twix is the best one. You want a biscuit and a bit of caramel that just adds yeah. that extra extra level to it. Mm-hmm. And after this, yeah, I'm going to have to get on a bike that. and go ride till I find a Mr. Bulky's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what a Mr. Have, Bulky yeah, is. I don't know no, what to explain it to us. Well, it was the candy store that... <laughs> There need there needs to be one again because it was like the big candy store in the nineties that was in like every mall. But I think you can only find I it. never saw one. It must be that Midwest stuff. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's right next to the meat raffle. Except the meat's chocolate. But it looks like a T bone. <laughs> Get you a fine chocolate T bone at Mr. Bulky's. It's that mid wait, Midwest. Wait, wait, stuff. wait, 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 wait. We've just gone completely off track. We're talking about chocolate and sweets and food. This is meant to be about like this is what we do, Maddie. This is what we do, Maddie. We we go all over the all place. the time. Yep. Well, get us back. Get us back on topic, Maddie. What What's the one thing with that you would say to kids around the world 
about why they should get on a motorcycle and ride? I was hoping you'd ask that. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, so it feels really, um, what's the word? Free. We'll just use that word. It's, it's the Harley word there. Freedom. 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 <laughs> um, it, it makes you feel like really good. Yeah. I'm not very good at describing. It's hard to you describe know. a feeling that you only get from being on a boat yeah. on a motorcycle, right? Yeah. So, it's so here's, hard a, to here's a challenge. Here's a challenge for you, Maddie, because I, I know you're a poet. So yeah. I would love it if the next time we spoke, you had a poem that you wrote about the feeling from riding a motorcycle. I would I would love to hear that put put in, into poetry. I'll work on it tomorrow. Okay. There you go. She'll have it done but first thing in the morning, I would imagine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You've got my digits. There, yeah, we'll make a little graphic with your quote, and then we'll, we'll uh, put it on social media through the week that this episode airs. How about that? <laughs> i um i think it is one of them things that you can't you can't fully describe it can you it's like being a parent or skydiving or i don't know it's just one of those things that until that other person experiences it you can't fully you can't fully explain, explain what it feels like it, yeah mm-hmm. well what's it like riding with your daughter it's amazing she's so obviously i've got Sophie rides, but she doesn't ride uh, as often or as far as I probably would. And having Maddie on the back, let's be honest, it, having a child on the back, especially a young child, it can limit how far you can go sometimes. Or and how fast. How fast you can go and what, you know, if, if you're used to riding like a demon, then maybe putting your kid on the back is not for you. I don't know, unless you're going to need to change that. But um, I've got plenty of time, hopefully, fingers crossed, that where I can do all that if I want when Maddie's growing up and when she's got her own motorbike. So I'm going to cherish that time that I've got with Maddie on the bike. And I still get to ride on my own. I commute every day and I do go out on my own. I do go out with my friends on the bike and sometimes me and Steph go out. But there's something special about having a kid on the back of the bike. Maddie's like one of my, she's like my best friend. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a great, it's a great day out together, isn't it? Yeah. For me to be able to share my hobby, some people give up their hobbies when they have a kid because they haven't got time, but I get to combine being a father and yeah. having a hobby. So for me, that's a win. That's a win-win both ways. And me. There you go. Can I just say, I know I'm going back to the food topic, but do you have, <laughs> um, do you have what's it? Cheese puffs. Yes. Oh, cheese puffs? What's it? Mm-hmm. What's it? are essentially cheese puffs. Like Cheetos? Cheetos. Well, yeah, we no, have like, Cheetos. Which not are the crunchy Cheetos. They, they, like make, the they, like they make puffs ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Do you have cheese balls over there? Yeah. I think those are... You can get those oh, in a big do, plastic tub now. Do, 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 uh, uh, this, um, do, do you have wagon wheels? Well, well, what's that? Don't I don't know. Down in Amish country, we do. She's, uh-oh. Uh-oh. she's going she's to get, get us a wagon wheel. She's going to get you a wagon wheel. I suppose she's not been and got a hot chocolate and a chocolate straw to demonstrate that. She oh, might come back. That. She's bad coming back. Genius. I'm doing that. I'm, I'm doing that when we hate, when we get off here. I'm going down there. Making it fun. 
show this camera what here. What is that? See, no, I've never I've, had one I've of never those. Never seen so one of those. It's kind of looks like a donut biscuit. from here. Does that it's, say it's yummy of, on the bottom? Yeah, yummy. Jammy wagon wheel. So oh. this one is a jammy wagon wheel. So this has got a layer of um, biscuit, biscuit, and then it's got like marshmallow in the middle. Marshmallow in the middle with a bit of jam in this one, and then covered, and then covered in chocolate. Covered in chocolate, yeah. That's <laughs> a moon pie. Um, it is I'm, kind of like I'm, a moon pie. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. buying those. I'm buying one of those the minute I land in Heathrow. <laughs> so, I'm gonna put that on my list. They've been around. They I think they've been around then. for like fifty odd years. Since I've got that, can I eat it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You have to wait. <laughs> what? How did yeah, I know it was going to go that way? Dustin will be twitching, like thinking about editing the sound afterwards. So maybe, maybe <laughs> leave it until after the show. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question for Miss Maddie. Whether you're riding with your dad or not, when you get to the age where you have your own motorcycle and you're riding everywhere you want to go, what is your dream ride? Well, I man, I couldn't even answer that, Maddie. So there you go. It's it's um, it's very ambitious. Go on. <laughs> I either want to ride around, uh, like from end to end of either Japan or China. Oh, there we go. Oh, oh wow! I'm ambitious. Wow. Yeah, I would never. I would never have thought of that. Wow, that sounds like an amazing trip. Yeah, it yeah. does. <laughs> that is so different China's from everybody else. China's yeah. a lot bigger. Maybe start with Japan. <laughs> yeah, it would take a lot of videos. Could do it though, and you know what? We've, yeah, you could do we, both. There you go. Because we've been to the Women in Motorcycling exhibition the last two years, and. Or the last the last two times they've held it. Like and some people have done Brazil. Do you wanna tell do you wanna tell FDB what the Women in Motorcycle exhibition is about when we go there? Like what kind of stuff is on offer there when we go to that show? Yeah. Go ahead, tell them. So there's like motorbike stalls with like merchandise and stuff. And then there's like a big tent with inspirational speeches from women who've like been around the world who've like overcome like you know yeah disabilities and yeah like one of them was paralyzed but she's still red from the chest down and she yeah and she's got a race license wow yeah claire lomas uh, if you want to look her up at any point, Claire Lomas, she's, uh, she's, she had a horse riding accident, struck a tree, paralyzed her from the waist down. And I think she's the first, yes, she's, the, or she was, I think she's the first, um, person paralyzed in that, in that way. That's got a motorcycle race license. So I've seen that's videos of her. Yeah. Like her husband, like pushing her off on the motorcycle, like getting her going. And then she's, and then she's off on the track. Um, so, I think he stops her as well. Yeah, he catches her. Like, what What a bloke. Like, he's standing in the pits when she comes into the pits and he's trusting her to, like, put on the brakes. As she, he sort of catches the bike and, and holds it steady as she, as she, you know, he's right in front of the bike. No, she, she but her. she said that, like, when they have an argument, or she might. Yeah. <laughs> she made a joke that when they have an argument, he might not, he might not, she might not stop next time. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I think that's inspiring for, I think what I was getting at was, mate, we go to these events and Matt hears these stories of what's right. possible, I suppose, and, and women that were doing it decades ago that people hadn't heard of until and there was social that, media maybe kicked in and stuff like that. There was that one that went through the white, like, rainforests and like their bikes got stuck and then the guy fell her husband like, mm-hmm. fell and he like broke his neck or, and he kept on having like and he kept on fainting and stuff yeah and that's keep going didn't they yeah yeah that was crazy yeah it's amazing really really good stuff and mad comes away with these books from all these inspirational people every year she's a big reader so i think that's what puts these ideas in her mind as to what she wants to do I would like to do some distance with you when, like, if Maddie still wants to ride with me when she's a teenager, that would be a good time for us to I can't go into Europe feature, and so I don't know. see how far we can go. That'd be cool. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it, it's a lot of fun riding with your kid. I, I rode uh, across the U.S. with my son last year. It was the first trip we'd we'd gone on together. It's it's definitely uh, when you go on a long trip with your kids, you you definitely. It's a different type of bonding experience, I guess, the best way to say it. Because you're not, it's not so much father and child or whatnot. It's, you know, you together, right? Um, and especially if you hit challenges along the journey. It's, it's, it's really just a, a very different type of uh, experience than just kind of like doing short rides with your kids, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool if, if, if Mad was still into it. Like, if she were to turn around and say tomorrow that she doesn't want to jump on the back anymore, I would be, I would be gutted, of course. But if if that's what she wants to do, then that's her choice. Like I said at the beginning, it's it's not. Just to let you know, like terms. that won't happen anytime soon. <laughs> that's good to know. That's good to know. <laughs> but you've got it. It's got to be on their terms, hasn't it? You can't you can't say you're jumping on the back of the bike. It's not like getting in the car. We've got to go somewhere. You've got to get in the car. You've got to, you know, we've got to take it on holiday or whatever. But on the bike, it's, that's a choice thing, isn't it? I suppose. Mm-hmm. What's interesting what I was going to ask you guys about was it's very easy for us in the UK to say that wearing safety gear is important, but I don't know. We, we don't have that great of a summer. And when we do, when we do, it's not, super high temperatures like you can get in some of the states over there so it, i i never judge um on people in terms of gear but talking about kids in gear how would that how how is that in the states like do you often see like is that do you can you get gear for kids that's breathable or would you what's your guys opinion on kids wearing gear in those hotter states like is it is it necessary or is there more judgment there Fair people dress their kids rather. It's different seeing an adult in t-shirt and shorts on the bike. That's their choice, isn't it? But is it a little yeah. different when you see this kid on the back not wearing gear? I don't you know. What I'm at? Particularly here where I live, I don't see a whole lot of kids riding on on the back of bikes. Uh, there's a there's a guy here in the neighborhood that will ride around a couple of blocks with with their kid like in front of them, like sitting on the tank. Mm-hmm. But I don't see a whole lot of of, of uh, two ups here, but I think one of the things you got to consider in the hotter temperature is you got to make sure they're, they are comfortable because you don't want to get them overheated because they're smaller yeah. and they're not exactly, going to be yeah. able to resist the heat as well as. I mean, it was rainforest hot this summer here. I mean, it was ridiculously yeah. hot. Yeah. We yeah. had 100, 104 degrees during FDBM and it was hot. Yeah. It was yeah. Plus miserable. the humidity and yeah, it was, 
It was a scorcher. It was like the first time I remember we were rode to dinner that night. I rode without a helmet. It was so hot. And uh, oh. I never ride without a helmet, but man, it was just so hot. Yeah. I couldn't imagine loading a, especially a, a kid up with, you just couldn't ride in those temperatures with a kid, I no. don't think. And have them, exactly. have them, have them with gear on. It was just, it was miserable hot. No, especially but, riding know. behind Ryan. He blocks a lot Yo, of wind. Yeah. Well, it was hot and loud behind. Yeah. Right. Speaking of which, we kid Moto 22. The king in the north. What's up, hey, guys? Awesome. Ryan has just joined hey, us. Hey, you made it in. Um, Maddie's uh, standing by to, after we record today, uh, Ryan, to give you a lesson on time zone conversion. Oh, nice. Perfect. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so Maddie, that's, that's what light. has been... Who's being nice? <laughs> I was going to say, Maddie wasn't so, here, you know. boy, it'd be lighting up like a Christmas tree around here. <laughs> I, right I, I, can, I can think of two words that Ryan could have <laughs> yeah. used just now. They were right on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. So, <laughs> I was like, Percy, you Maddie, better get them all out now while you're this safe. Is, this is the... So, Maddie hangs around my boy because she's had it all before. Especially with Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess Mama Soph oh. lets it fly every now and then. I, I take it. Just road range more than anything. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, that's easy to have on a motorcycle. Whew. Mm. Yeah. Maddie, it's been a long time since I've seen you. I think it's been maybe a year, maybe even longer than that since I've seen you last. Yeah. Maybe up to maybe You can reach the pegs all by yourself now, can't you? Yeah. She's grown quite a bit. And Maddie, that that is not prison orange that that Ryan's wearing. That's a- <laughs> life life from Alcatraz. Wow, this guy is on fire. He he gets the kids on the episode. And he's like, yeah, no, yeah, he knows he's shit. safe. He's like, I'm gonna just fire them all off right now, where there's That's- no retaliation. Ryan's just right. hot off the set of Orange Is the New Black. He is, yeah, man. I, I literally, it's he like he was the security guard that got busted. It's like 40 degrees outside. I just, I just. Get in i just get in from riding and all i get is this ridicule from uh from old man winter over there <laughs> i mean he had to get a lower seat he had to get a lower seat on his road glide maddie just so he could swing that old leg over top of that thing. i did not i have the same height seat as your dad <laughs> I, maddie i do i do have to it just takes to him 25 minutes to get on it I do have to introduce you to somebody, so I just wanted to check. Are you twelve now? I'm ten. You're ten. You're ten. Okay, so yeah. you're exactly the same age as my youngest daughter, who's been riding with me now. So her name's Mia. Come here. Are they letting so her visit is, today? This is my youngest daughter, <laughs> Mia. Hello, Mia. Mia. Can you do RDF like your dad? Can I do what? Can don't do don't, don't smile. Just look mad like your dad does all the time. There you go. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey go. Mia, ask your dad when he gets out. When do you get out? <laughs> I, think they're, I think they're talking about when I get out of jail. He's got five when years of good behavior. <laughs> I don't know. No time soon, I don't think. <laughs> I like me a shirt. Look, you have your you have your Dixon shirt on. Look at Maddie's shirt. She has a Harley shirt on right now. She rides she rides a uh, on the back of her her dad's big bike. He has a he has a big touring bike now. Okay. Yeah, he she started on a she started on a Sportster though, like my orange bike. Remember my orange bike? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. She started on a bike like that. You guys are the same age. I thought she was older than you, but she's your same age. Yeah. 
When, how long? When, when, when did you start riding? Do you remember? How old were you? I was like seven or eight. Seven or eight. Riding with you. Yeah, Maddie. How long? How old were you when you were riding? Were you that same age? Seven or eight? I was. I started riding when I was like five. How old was she? Five. Five. Wow. Even before you. Wow. Well, I was too short. <laughs> you were too short. Yep. Yep. We 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 cheated. Matt, Maddie's dad got. He had. Uh, he had some things put on the pegs of his bike so that they were higher pegs so she could reach them. Oh. Yeah, he, she had, he had peg extenders so she could ride. And now you got to ask your dad, how come you didn't get me those peg extenders? <laughs> yeah, why didn't you give me this? Uh, <laughs> I didn't think I very long. Why? why? I, I didn't. <laughs> that look, that was the best look. Yeah. That's got to be the thumbnail. Now they're trying. They're trying to get you to give me grief because, Kirsten, you see that? See that real old guy right up in the corner up there? <laughs> he, was, he was giving me. He was giving me all kinds of grief when I came on here. <laughs> That's he's, funny. He's, he's like a. He's like a grandpa five times over. <laughs> <laughs> If wow. you were talking about Tony, he's really is it, is it okay He just had a rough ride Harley's too. <laughs> I just had a rough, had a rough <laughs> twenty-eight, <laughs> man. Grandpa's to ride Harley's. You are a grandpa, though. I'm not a grandpa. <laughs> he just <laughs> looks like one. I'm not, I better not almost be a grandpa. Yeah. Otherwise, Ava's got some explaining to do. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of explaining going on at the <laughs> yeah at the Hager <laughs> household oh, going funny. on tonight. Give me crap now, right now. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh-huh. Man, what's Maddie your what's your favorite part about riding with your dad? What? Oh, sorry, mate. Uh, what's bad. your favorite bit about riding with your dad? What's your favorite part? Um, my favorite part about riding with my dad. Um, I like to, I like to like see all like the big places. Like sometimes we go on like longer rides and we get to see stuff that I've never seen before. Like, um, we usually stop in front of, like, things that are graffitied, and he takes pictures in front of those kind of things. Like, sometimes they're trains, or sometimes they're just normal, like, building walls. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you get, how, long you gotta ri- how long you got to ride in North Dakota to see trees? 12 hours? <laughs> Three hours. <laughs> no, we have trees in our yard, actually. Okay. That's the one. Are they going to go on the one? I do. I want to. Yeah, you want to go on a long trip? Yeah. How about camping? Are we going to go camping sometime on the motorcycle? Maybe. Maybe. You don't know so much about camping yet? No. And from your experiences, like like when you told us how cold you were, I don't know if if that's going to be the best option. She says she's out. She's out. I don't blame you. I wouldn't ride in that right. cold weather. Well, you say say goodbye to Mad. So tell her nice to meet her. Uh, nice to meet you. Hey, hey, hey! Before you go, did your dad have a wood chipper in the backyard? <laughs> what? what? Is your dad does he have a wood chipper in the backyard? <laughs> Just say yes. Say it's not Fargo. A wood chipper? Yeah. If I have a wood chipper, you know who the first person's going to be in it, don't you? <laughs> that old guy up in the corner. He wouldn't put up much of a fight. He could win quick. <laughs> All right, give me the headphones. Man, have you gone moto Bye. camping before? Have we? Have you and your dad gone moto camping before? I... No, we've been camping together, and we've camped in the backyard during um, Sea Word, but 
she's not she, we've not done it on the bike yet that was our intention but to be honest we've not been able to get I've, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed in myself so I've not been able to put as many miles on that road glide this year as I would have hoped so mm. maybe we can fix that next year loan it to me when I come over next month I'll put miles on it for you so is it is it cold there already <laughs> uh, it's getting there mate um, it's been absolutely throwing it down today the weather's been horrible um, um, so the temperature is starting to drop but it's I can't really can't really moan can I when we've got Ryan in the in the chat so <laughs> but you ride year round, right, John? Don't you ride year round? Yeah, I'll come. I'll commute all year round. Yeah. Um, but it's only a twelve mile, twelve mile journey to work. So I do that there and back every day. Mm, twelve round. miles in twenty degree weather is a long way. Yeah, it it, it it can be. At five in the morning, when it's yeah, when it's froze over, it's uh, the only weather I won't do it in is snow. I've tried that before. You and it have a drink. No, that never works it out. Didn't go well for no. me. <laughs> No, I thought, I've seen people yeah, riding this now, but it's in London, so it's fab, right? It's well, I'm I'm far from London. I'm a couple, of, I'm a few hours away from London. But, oh, are you? Yeah, uh, we live in an area called the Black Country, which is next to Birmingham, home of heavy metal. Mm. Yeah, riding in the snow is not a. You can, we can't. Do they put uh, salt and stuff on the roads to help melt the snow there? Yeah, we have. Um, they call them grit. Grit bins, yeah. Uh, so the yellow, the yellow things full of salt and sand, and and you can if you want to put that on the, your road, like the little, like we're in a little cul-de-sac. So um, if we want to throw that on our road, we have to go down the street and get a shovel and fill up a bucket and throw it at ourselves. But on the main roads, the, the local council will come and in their trucks a few times. Do you have to treat the? Do you have to treat the bottom of your bike then so it doesn't rust out on you? You can do, yeah. I, I generally don't with the Suzuki Bandit because that's kind of oh, my workhorse. Oh, it's, that's right. That's right. You you don't com- you don't commute on the nice bike. You commute on a, on a smaller bike. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I remember. I remember you saying that now. Yeah. Mm. It's much easier to filter on the the Suzuki Bandit. I've had a Bandit for the whole of my riding journey. Sure. Ever since I started, I've had two names, so I'm on my second one. Sure. And I just treat them. I treat them terribly, to be honest. Commuting to work, and that hardly, <laughs> hardly wash them. I mean, it's a, it's you know. a Suzuki. Why would you, right? <laughs> I, I love them though. I, I do love a Suzuki Bandit, uh, and they are very popular over here. Like when you talk to most bikers, they they've either had one or they know someone that's had one, or they've had a go on one. Uh, a Bandit nice. is kind of. I don't know if it, I'm guessing they're not as popular over there, but there's a lot of modifications. Street Fighter bikes were a big thing over here. Back sure. in the 90s, to maybe early 2000s, maybe. Um, still are, to a degree, but not. you don't see them so much. There's just some diehard Street Fighter fans out there. But they're a good hardy bike. They're bulletproof. They're a good bike. Can I just say, it seriously looks like you're in prison, though. Because <laughs> 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 you have the orange shirt, and then you're like... He's yeah, got that black, with, with the, the little wall. black cap. It's like yeah. a concrete wall. Oh, yeah. wall. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you had a physical <laughs> Ryan. Yeah. That's the reason he was late. He had to wait for visiting hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He had to go through contraband check, so he was running yeah. to get held up a little bit. Yeah, things got things got weird about 15 minutes before I came on here, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I had, to, I had to give away. I had to give away my ra- my cigarette rations just to get on here today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a that's a that's a very astute observation, Mad. That that I, that I do look a little bit like I'm in jail right now. I mean, I, I did get that. We we had lunch. Uh, there was about six of us that strolled into an Applebee's restaurant this afternoon. And uh, we got that very same look from most of the people that were in there that uh, maybe we should be in jail and not in an Applebee's. You actually, you actually look like you escaped from Gitmo. Well, yeah. Apart from the pop stamp with Harley on it and just been like, yeah. Yeah. If I, I maybe if I next time I should just have like a, a number sign I can hold right up underneath my chin, turn my head sideways. <laughs> is, like that, this. is that your, is that your Halloween outfit for tomorrow night? When we do the Halloween episode. Wow, that came right up on us, didn't it? No, it's it not did. my Halloween episode. It could for be. Night. It could be. It, it it could be. You know, legitimately, it could be. Right. Yeah. I, I I could actually put a blonde wig on and have the orange shirt, and I could be Martha Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's already out though. Right, but she was in at one point. Well, that's right? true. So, mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, it's just it's just one of those. I could I could do that if I want to. Uh, actually, I've been I've been talking to Brittany, um, and she's decided to loan me some things for a costume for tomorrow oh, night. So no. oh. we'll talk about that tomorrow night. Hey, man, hey, it better not be those pants that aren't <laughs> pants. Right. I've sent him a the couple pairs. I don't want to see them on. I don't want to see Ryan in those pants. Yeah, they're I'll a few know, sizes tighter than I thought can... they would be. I love how you guys can be FDB, even with a child. It's so subtle, and it's hardly noticeable, but to those who are in the know, know exactly what you're saying. So, so John, you guys just got back from your. I, 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 it would be Memorial Day for us, and you guys call it something different, right? You had that that ride was just not too long ago. Mm. So we have we have Remembrance Sunday, which is coming up in November, uh, the eleventh, okay. the eleventh of the eleventh. Basically, is the the way to remember that one for the UK. But Ride to the Wall is is at the start of October, and that marks it's basically in line with when the Queen opened the memorial at that at the National Memorial Library and opened the wall, I think. Um, so, yeah, I just got back from that. Maddie didn't come with me. Okay. It's, uh, I'm hoping next year. Yeah, you said, like, next year or the year after, didn't you? Yeah. Because it's a long old day. Like, I'll come back with a headache sometimes. You know, it's a, it's an emotional day for me. It's an early start. Right. It's, you get back late. It's um, And you're on your feet, you know. At least he gets McDonald's. On and off the board, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we get a Mackey's breakfast. Other breakfast fast foods are available. Um, oh, okay. But uh, yeah, it's really we, been an hour. Maddie's not sure, and I'm not sure. You know whether whether she can do the day. It's a very personal event. It means, and I get in a bit of a state sometimes when I'm doing it. You know, so sure. Um, we're just gonna we just take it year on year whether Maddie's whether me and Maddie are ready to do it together or not. So hopefully next gotcha. year. Gotcha. Yeah. Are we ever to see a dad and mad appearance in the States? We would love that, wouldn't we? Yeah. We'd love that. I really want to. Yeah. Um, Please. And I'm, you know, over the years. We've had a couple of, <laughs> Look what I did. <laughs> we've had a, Good job, we've Dustin. A, <laughs> we've had a few people, you know, say well, they'd put us up. And I've had people offer me their, their bike and all sorts. So, you know, which is super kind of people and... We appreciate that. It's, it's deciding where to go, first of all. Like, do we just go Sturgis? Do we go Sturgis? Is Sturgis appropriate? I suppose Sturgis, you can 
make what you want out of it maybe like i've heard you don't because i think Sturgis. when you guys were talking yeah. to was it jace a few uh weeks back he was talking yep. about Sturgis, how you can sort of go the week before and sort of take what you want from it and do you could do the main bit or the other bit or whatever yep or do we just want to go somewhere else i don't know but well, if you guys would, want to come so. to uh if you want to come to washington dc you have a place to stay and uh although i hate going down to dc i would uh gladly be your personal tour guide take maddie around to all the everything's free here all the the museums you can see all the white buildings are, you want to see yeah but they have a lot, <laughs> a lot of cool museums air and space museums really cool yeah, yeah. dc is a dc is a pretty that, that's a that's a pretty cool place you know um from what i understand and, and i don't know because we haven't talked to him in a little bit but uh gorilla biker yep. is has mm-hmm. moved here now yes um, yes yeah can i North just Carolina. say when you said DC, I'm like, wait, what? It, do, do, like, it sounds what? like, D, like you know, DC superheroes. Washington DC. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Washington. So that's what I say this, too yeah. when someone says Washington DC. I just say, oh. Yeah. But I'm very happy to go to go there and and be a tour guide when I that's have. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. We also, can I just say, wait. Hello. <laughs> she's, she, she lost she's, it. She went into GoPro mode. She did. <laughs> she's, she's, she's processing. She's processing. You got to remove her battery and put it back in. I think she's on Android uh, operating system right now. <laughs> oh, <yay! laughs> jokes. Go ahead, Maddie. Do you have a question? Um, what was I going to say? I feel like you just you're not sure if it's appropriate. Mm, yeah. Do you want me to mute and you can check with me? Yeah. All right, stand by. <laughs> she said she she's like, I'm really afraid of that that prison guy. <laughs> Are we gonna were you gonna say something about Gorilla Bike or was it just because uh, he's I saw he's got his first he's got his first bike in America now, hasn't he? Yeah. Well, we actually we had he had he jumps in and out of our Discord on occasion and he kind of dropped the. The you know that he was going to be moving to uh, the Carolinas, and uh, um, his time that he was moving here was right around the same time that we were doing an event in Missouri, and we were like, "You gotta, you gotta come out if you can, because you wouldn't be that far away." But I think his his schedule didn't allow it. But apparently, he, he's been uh, he's been working with his company to plan this move for 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 a while. So yeah. um, I, I think now he's probably got uh, a large a large. Uh, um, amount of traveling on his palate that he wants to, or on his plate, I should say, that he that he wants to uh, to do now that he's over here. So, yeah. I did talk I mean, to him back in September, and I said, "Are you becoming Americanized?" He said, "Trying. I'm still borderline illegal." <laughs> he says, "Not allowed to buy a car or bike here until I have a state ID." I'll have to check mm. back with him. Sure. Yeah, he must he must have that now because he just put a post up recently. And he's got his, his a motorcycle, so that's good mm. to hear good to see yeah. and i hope he's got a spare room because that's yeah that's another place we can crash hopefully <laughs> yeah i was supposed yeah. to, i was supposed to go and see him last year in ireland i was going to ride over i was going to get the ferry from wales over into ireland and and, mm. and spend a weekend with him or a couple of days but it never never came to fruition and then he dropped on dropped the bomb on me that he was moving to the states so sadly that that never happened but 
Yeah, I mean, he he does a lot of riding for the uh, the small area that he was that he was in for for riding. It's yeah. it's it's pretty pretty remarkable. I I just yeah. uh, I just spent um, eight days on my bike a couple weeks ago, and uh, you, I, I asked him when he was on the podcast. I mean, he was probably one of our first two or three guests. I mean, he was very early on that we had him on there, and and uh, we asked him about um, you know riding riding in Ireland and he, he was kind of like, yeah, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't take very long, right. It's a, it's a, not, not even a day and, and he can have traveled um, the majority of his, of, of, of uh, where he was at. The cool thing yeah. was what I, one of the things I told him was, is that um, all of the history and where he's at. And, and I know that, that you have that same, you know, have that same, um, the same thing going on on where you're at is that there's so much history that he always got these great pictures with his bike by castles and, you know, just these great vistas and all these views that I'm like, man, I ride five minutes from my house and there isn't shit out there. All I can see is a <laughs> cornfield. <laughs> Dude, you live in the tundra. Let's just get, let's just <laughs> It's true. It, it's it's actually yeah. This is this is not a great a great time of the year for us either because we don't get the nice kind of fall change of the seasons situation that um, you see even where Dustin's at or or where Dave's at or where Tony's at or Brittany's at. Um, that change of season for us only lasts about seven days and it just goes from good weather. Yeah, like that. I mean, just a great picture. Um, and everything here is already brown. Our our our. our our trees have dropped all their leaves. It looks like essentially winter right now without the snow. So it's uh that doesn't last long for us. And, and you guys get the, you guys get the wet weather a lot sooner too, don't you? We do. Yeah. And it's like I say, it's been chucking it down today, which is pretty miserable. And we'll probably have that for a little while now. Like I woke up at like seven in the morning. I was like, what is that noise? Is someone playing like the maracas or something? Yeah. <laughs> like very loud maracas. It was right. super loud, yep, this morning. Does Maddie ride yeah. in the rain? Uh, she has done when we've been caught out. I don't think we would probably choose to ride, to, to, to head out together in the rain. But if it were to happen when we're, we're out riding, it has happened in the past. And Maddie's not better than eyelid. She's she's absolutely fine. So um, if there's a chance of it, I'll make sure she's wearing her waterproof textile gear rather than yeah. the, the jeans and the leather jacket. Um Skin, skin's waterproof, as I say. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're you're so. behind. You're behind, Dad. Anyway, aren't you, Maddie? So you don't have any problem with getting yeah. wet. You're probably staying pretty dry. Exactly. Yeah, that's like, like my personal windshield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that is accurate. I think she does actually get shielded quite a bit from the rain with me in front of her. So, yeah. So, <laughs> John, how do you um, how do you like the road glide compared to what you were riding before? I love it, dude. It's they're they're two different bikes, aren't they? And I miss the sports there for what for what that was. But having that extra gear, having because it was the eight eight three as well that I had. So when I rode it, I rode down to Wales on the road glide, and when I rode back off, I went on the motorway because I had to get back for a parents' evening to meet Maddie's teacher. So I jumped on the motorway and I was doing like eighty mile an hour, seventy. Sorry, of course, uh, and <laughs> it felt like I was doing. 40 it felt like nothing at all it was so yeah. smooth you know having that sixth gear was amazing i remember riding the sports down to the guy who i sold it to in <laughs> london and i was on the i was on the motorway again doing 70 mile an hour on with the apes you know that i used to have 
Yeah. And in fifth gear, the thing was screaming, and I was just like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> it's just feels like annoying. you're doing 120. I can't yeah, imagine exactly. that with the 883. I have a Sportster yeah. 1200. That's what I used to ride, and it's bad enough on that. <laughs> oh, I loved. It. We had a 1200s for a little bit um, before Soph realized it was t- too much for her as a new rider. Um, mm-hmm. She was set on riding a Sportster, but that 1200s, I loved that bike. It it did feel good. It did feel real good in 1200. But yeah, the road glide comfortable. Having the luggage, like especially with Mad. When we arrive at our destination, we put the, the the helmets in the in the tour pack. I can throw a jacket in the saddlebag, you know, and we we can walk around for the day if we want around the show and and then jump back on and off we go in comfort. John, can we jump back a, a little bit? You were talking about that safety belt that yeah. Mad wears. That so she's basically connected to you. How many connection points are there on that? Because I, I I'm no, actually no, thinking about looking into one of those. There's no connections, and that's interesting that you put, that you raise that though, because one of the things that me and Soph talked about a lot when we decided on mad riding on the bike with us was, do you connect your kid to you? Like, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing in the yeah. event of an accident? Um, so what we use, which we've, we were actually not, we've just stopped using it, was a belt that just goes around me with two handles on it. That's it. Okay. And that was something for Mad to just hold on to, and I can feel that she's holding on, and when she with when we were using that, I could always tell when she had let go, and I would say, "Are you are you holding on?" She's like, "I'm just adjusting my helmet, or I'm just taking some hair out of my face, or whatever." And I say, "Okay, as long as you got one hand on, and if we stopped at a track set of lights, you can let go, and I'll let you know when to put your hands back on and stuff like that." So that's what we used to use was a belt with, with handles. But I think recently I've not been using it. Yeah, because she's a bit older and she's used. To it's an experience yeah she's got and, she's got the experience now and everything and we've got the it's comfort like, now we've got that big throne on the back for her and stuff so <laughs> i'm the yeah. queen but it does raise a question like you say about i'm not sure it's a good thing that maddie would be strapped to a guy of my size because tum- like, down the road if something were to happen i think yeah, she'd be better ragdolling it on her own you know what i mean to put it bluntly like mm-hmm. you'd be mm-hmm. too heavy yeah, probably because dangerous. You were to have a yeah. If you were to come off, it's for them. Like, yeah, I think it would be too. But I'd be that's a, that's I a really good that. question. Yeah, because I never, I never would have thought of that either. Because I think our instinct is to like strap, like to strap the kid into something. That way, nothing happens; they don't fall off. But if you did crash, you wouldn't want them to be strapped to anything. No, I was well, I was Mad's age when when we got into an accident. Um, that was the the really bad accident I was in. I was ten, and uh, had I been strapped to the rider, I wouldn't have survived that accident. But yeah. it, but I, but I did come off you know come off the back of the bike and slid down the so slid down the the pavement. So if I wouldn't have been wearing a helmet, I would have died too. So I mean there there there's always inherently I think a risk in that, and. Um, I think the biggest thing is is just going through all of the safety procedures and getting them ready to ride um, yeah. slowly, right? You don't yeah. you don't yep. get your kid on the bike and go right out onto the interstate or right into the heaviest traffic you can find because mm-hmm. they're they're going to give you some idea also as a passenger of what they're comfortable doing and not doing. And um, when when my youngest first started riding with me. Um, we didn't have a device, but I would actually loosen my belt up one notch so my daughter could get her hands into uh, into my belt and in, in the back of my pants to hold on like that. 
And that, I think that's probably as a parent, that's probably more for us so that we know um, that they're safe and secure on the back of the bike. Um, That's probably the biggest part of why you do that. Because even like the touring bikes, they have that strap that goes over the top of the seat and they can hang onto the seat, but then they're small enough. And I'm sure John, you feel this now on your, on your touring bike, you probably felt a little bit more removed from mad when you got that bigger bike. Then when you were on the Sportster and you could feel her the whole time, now she can probably lean back on that seat and you barely feel like she's back there. Yeah, like weight-wise, I wouldn't even know Mad was there, to be honest. If it wasn't yeah. for hearing her in my headset, and, and like yeah. you say, when we had the belt and we were using the belt, I, I knew that she was holding on. But now now that we're trying it without the belt, yeah, that is a thing where I'm like, I have to just check in now and again and be like, are you okay? Just so I hear her voice, you know. Yeah, just... like um, you, some when sometimes you like... Um, you want me to like come or something so you know i'm there it feels better when she's singing to herself which she often does when she's if we're not talking she'll be humming away or singing away because at least i know she's happy and she's singing she's you know she's not nervous which she's not nowadays anyway but it's just nice for me to hear that she's happy on the back and she's still there there kind of thing yeah like have you fell off like you know i was gonna say you raised a good point about uh accidents and educating you that might be a good thing to mention about educating your kids about what to do in the event of an accident like now maddie's a bit older she's got a mobile phone so i'm gonna start getting to put it in my pocket yeah and we've talked about it we what to do if if something was happened to me and she were to go the opposite direction or you know whatever what what to do to get off the road don't come and if i'm in the road don't come to me stay out of danger jump on the phone flag somebody down, whatever. Um, yeah, but what if I flag somebody down, like, you know, some people can be weird. I don't think, I don't, I mean, I'd like to think that that wouldn't be the case if we were in the, in an accident, you know. Somebody would stop and help, wouldn't they? Yeah. Uh, and we're never, like, in the middle of nowhere. You're always, you've always got passing traffic whenever, the time of day is that we're riding together and stuff. So, mm-hmm. but it's not nice to talk about, but that is something that you do need to consider if you're going to be riding with your kid. I think he's... Having that uncomfortable yeah. conversation, if something yeah, you don't want to, you don't want it to forefront because you know you're going out to have fun. Yeah, you know, that's no, the main thing. I mean, that's really important, though. I mean, it that's, it that's, is. That's it is. Point, you know. Yep. I got a seven and a nine year old. The nine year old doesn't really have much interest in writing. Um, he's still kind of getting over the noise of the tab exhaust because it's loud. But the youngest one, he, he's he knows no danger. He doesn't know what danger is. This danger is his middle name. He's ready to do it all. I and mean, he wants to get on the bike soon, but he's still tiny. You know, he's <laughs> he's like this big. So I think it's going to be another year until he actually gets on the back. But, yeah, that's something I've been considering was, you know, harnessing or something for those first few rides until he gets used to it. So if we mm-hmm. hit an early curve, you know, I'm assured that he's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. And, and the, think- the comm systems are a great idea, too. That way you could talk to him and you can yeah. ask him, hey, are you doing okay do you need me to stop? Do you, you know, do you want me to go slower? Yeah. And I think that's just a respectful thing to do with any pillion. If getting on for the first time and being new to riding pillion, isn't it? Like I always say, this is how you get on the bike. This is what's going to happen when I accelerate. This is what's going to happen when I brake. If you want to go faster, let me know. If you want me to accelerate quicker, but keep to the same top speed, then I can do that. If you want me to accelerate the same, but go to a higher top speed, like let me know if you want to, you know, if you want me to stop and get off, then just tell me and 
just go through those conversations with whoever you got pillion but with children obviously it's even more important but that communication is definitely yeah. and i don't know maybe maybe it was just maybe it was just my kids too but when i had my daughters both of them have ridden with me and when i had them on the, for their first rides they pretty much talked the whole time so there wasn't <laughs> there wasn't really that that time where i, I was worried about um you know them on the bike because they were they were chatting the, the entire time so in fact there was a couple of times i had to be like okay you need to chill out for a second so you can pay attention to what's going on here um yeah. and then it was the, the and the biggest thing was uh um like sn- slow maneuvering corners seemed to be more uh nerve-wracking than corners at speed because you yeah. feel like you're closer to the ground and the ground is, is seems like it's right there where when you're going faster, it just goes by the turn is faster and you're over it. But yeah. when you do it slow, it seems like you're leaning, like you're going to tip off the bike. So, um, yeah, Th- those are all, like you said, having those conversations about riding pillion and what that, what that means to your rider and what their job is and what your job is. That's all, you know, a super important part of that process. Yeah. And I think well, yeah, um, having that awkward, that awkward conversation, like you said, about what happens in the case of an emergency, um, it, it's weird, right? We would do that at a motorcycle, but I don't even know if I've ever done that with my children about riding in a car, you know, no. which you yeah. think would be, would be more uh, a conversation you should have because you're more likely to get into a car accident than a motorcycle accident. Yeah. And I, I was going to, another thing I was going to mention was I've never carried a first aid kit on my motorcycle, but, um, my friend Drew uh, at Touring Midwest. He's I know he's talked about. He's done a video about carrying a first aid kit. I think you got. Have you guys talked about it before as well? I, can't, I don't think any of us do. But I carry Tony. Did along you with my along with well, my air pump and my my air my tire plug. When I went to ride to the wall, I had my puncture repair kit. I had my tool kit. I had my cable ties. I, I, I was with you on that conversation, Tony. When I listened to that. Nice. Well, <laughs> um, I am lacking on the first aid kit, I must admit. So I'm going to have to get on that, especially carrying Maddie on the back. It's foolish of me, really. That I've been riding for five years with her on the back and not carried a first aid kit. So that is something I should really address. We've got more space. Welcome. Exactly. Yeah. We've got no I would, yeah. yeah. I always wonder what a motorcycle uh, first aid kit should look like because, uh, you know, if you put your bike down, a uh, band aid's not going to do a damn thing. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I was thinking. Like, it's a good concept, but you're not going <laughs> to put a bandaid on. Like, I'm, a, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need a roll of gauze and probably a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. And a tourniquet. I can't, I can't <laughs> remember the name of the, the the company, and I'm not sure if I can even get them over here. But the one that uh, Drew was looking at on on the video that he put out, he, I think this company, you can sort of choose what's in there or choose your level of kit and it tells you and you can sort of specify certain things. He went through the contents and stuff. Mm. So I'm going to have to really sure. go back and, and cons- it's the same as carrying your toolkit. You need to consider what you might need depending on what bike you're on. You know, like I need different right. tools on the Bandit than I would on the Suzuki, on the the metric bike, as you guys would call it, as right. I would on the, the road bike, you know? Right. So you got to tailor it think- to what, you, what you're doing. There's a really good there's a really good toolkit um, that comes pre put together on Amazon that you can buy for uh, yeah. for Harley cruise. bikes and I think you can that create yeah, cruise tools and I actually do carry that the smaller uh, cruise tool that's almost like an all one kit um, it's just you like need handheld to carry a torque wrench 
I don't need I don't need to carry a torque wrench. There's nothing on my bike that I've touched that is going to come loose, Tony. No, it is not. <laughs> it or is come not. off. Yeah, you know that. You know that for damn sure. Yeah, no. <laughs> we really, really appreciate you guys being here. And, and Maddie, you, you're a wonderful human being, and you've got two amazing parents. And I look forward to uh, to hearing some of your poetry soon. Yeah. Especially the special assignment that you received during this podcast. Yeah. So. <laughs> Thank you all for having us on. We really appreciate it. And thanks for thinking of us when this topic came up. And it's been really interesting for me as a listener of 5 Day Bikers to be involved in this podcast, which has been especially different to your usual, usual material. But it still had that underlying FDB vibe to it, which <laughs> for, the, for the listeners, they pick up on, on that. But do you have anything to say, Matt? Well, two questions. Okay. And it's not bike related. It's going back to the food. Oh, we're back to food. <laughs> okay. Go on. Do you have prawn crackers? Prawn, prawn crackers? crackers? Yes, we do. Yes, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Do you have churros? Churros? Cheerios? Yes. Churros or Cheerios? Churros. 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 Yes. Yes. Okay. Do you you have anything to say about being on the podcast? It was really fun. Good. 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 I know when we first started talking, you said you were nervous because you're not used to being on this, on that side. You're used to being the interviewer. So was this, was this good for you? Yeah. Good. Amazing. Make sure you guys go check out dad underscore and underscore mad on YouTube. Go check out all their adventures. Awesome father daughter combo. Where are you guys at on uh, social media? Can you let the listeners know? Yeah, we're on, we have a small Facebook page for those that are interested uh, and Instagram mainly it's Instagram and YouTube. Uh, so if you want to catch up with us, check us on YouTube and Instagram and drop us a message on Instagram. Say hello. Go over there and give them a follow, guys. And before we leave, we want to let you all know that we have new merch up on the Five Dirty Bikers merch store. We have the Halloween shirt that's that we'll probably keep around for good because I like how it turned out. I think it turned out good. And we do have another new design. Go over there, check that out, buy some stuff. All the money we take in goes toward our charity bike build, which is, man, going by so quick and so well. All right, you guys, we're out of here for now. Until next time, keep it dirty. Following the Five Dirty Bikers on social media, find us on Facebook and look us up on Instagram and TikTok at Five Dirty Bikers.